welcome to the Keep Going Podcast, where we encourage, inspire, and transform lives. My name is Judy Perfect, your host and Keep Going Encourager. Welcome to this week's Keep Going Podcast, as we complete our series of mental health issues. Yes, this is the last day of the month of May, and there has been a focus all month on mental health. And although the month is ending, the mental health issues continue for so many people. This month, we've discussed the need for approval. We've dealt with dealing with shame and the anxiety issue. Today, we're going to discuss this very, very, very volatile word called anger, and that's the anger issue. When we think about anger, many people think it's wrong to be angry. However, anger is a normal God-given emotion. It is not that it is a sin. It only becomes a sin when we react to it in ways that is antithetical to being kind and thoughtful and compassionate. When we carry it on and on and we harbor unforgiveness in our hearts. You know, Webster defines anger as a strong feeling of displeasure and usually of opposition towards someone or something. But the truth be told, some people have been angry for so long, they don't even know or don't even remember why they are even angry anymore. You know, they've held on to it. They projected it on others and caused loved ones, friends, co-workers, and children to become recipients of their displaced anger. Many individuals have grown up in abusive homes where anger was shown verbally and physically and emotionally in ways that they continue to carry those scars and the same behavior into adulthood. And like a venom, they spew it out on others. Yes, uncontrolled anger is a monster. It's like a forest fire out of control. You can no longer control it because it has control over you. And for so many, many relationships have been lost, marriages ended, families that no longer speak to each other, children who have chosen to be estranged from parents and vice versa. Now, the Bible has a lot to say about anger. And I'm going to start this podcast by asking a question that actually God asked Cain in the book of Genesis. God asked Cain, why are you so angry? Now, the backstory of this question is that God had favored Abel, that was Cain's brother, and his offering, and he did not favor Cain and his offering. So Cain was angry and his face was downcast. Then the Lord said to him, why are you angry? Why is your face downcast? If you do what is right, will you not be accepted? But if you do not do what is right, Sin is crouching at your door. It desires to have you, but you must rule over it. And as the story goes, Cain killed his brother Abel because he was so angry. Now, when we allow anger to overrule us, there's no limit to what we will do. Because literally, at that moment, you sometimes people get so angry that they're literally out of their mind. An unhealthy anger can cause you to react in ways that can sometimes shock even you. So what does it look like? Do you exhibit any of these cues or you know anyone with anger problems, anger issues? Do they exhibit any of these cues I'm about to mention? Tense muscles, increased perspiration, 
breathing harder or faster, feeling flushed, clenched fist and or teeth, giving asylum treatment. No, it's not always verbal. It's not always the loud screaming and hollering. Sometimes it's just giving a silent treatment. That is a form of anger. Sarcasm. A lot of people don't realize it, but when people are always sarcastic and they want to come across as if they're being funny, but they're not being funny at the end of the day, sarcasm is a form of anger. Loud, rapid, high-pitched speech, heart racing, inappropriate language, gossip, profanity, anxious behavior such as tapping your feet or tapping an object like a pen or a pencil or something like that, walking fast, pacing back and forth. These are all cues and there are others, but these are some cues that you can ask yourself or if you can observe in other people that you know that's experiencing some anger issues. Now, how do you analyze your anger? June Hunt has a book called How to Handle Your Emotions, and it provides some great questions to ask yourself when you do experience anger. And I always like to call it processing it out, okay? If you just really stop and take time to to ask yourself some questions about what's going on with you in your emotions. So you can ask yourself, what triggered my anger? Why, Why did I get so upset? How am I expressing my anger? Am I being kind? Generally, when you're angry, it's not. What are the true inner desires motivating my anger? What's behind it? What is my view of God in the midst of this anger-producing situation? How does God want me to respond? Does God want me to respond, or am I going to just react? How should I respond to God and others in the midst of this situation? What can I learn from this experience that will help me handle my anger better in the future, because you can rest for sure. There's going to always be something that's going to cause you to get angry. And like I say, anger is a normal emotion. It's how we respond to it. And when we choose to react to it versus responding to it, that's when it begins to cause us problems. So how can you resolve your anger? First, you just really, and you know, I'm I'm a big believer in this. You just got to be truthful to yourself. You got to call it what it is. Admit that you are angry. Admit that you have been angry for a long while and it's ruling you instead of you ruling it. You know, when everything, you could be angry towards a particular person and everything that that person says to you, you snap back at them. It's got to be some short answer, some sarcastic answer. You know, you, you, you just always, it's almost like you're on guard. You just waiting for them to say something. And this could have gone on for years and years and years. And you need to get to the root of that. You need to figure out why are you reacting this way to this person? And you've been doing it for such a long time. So be truthful to yourself. Call it out. Call it, call it what it is. Then tap into where it all started. Were you a child when it started? Did somebody reject you? Did somebody hurt you? Did somebody abandon you? Did somebody talk down to you? Were you bullied? Somebody make you feel like you were less than? Did it start as a teenager? Did it start as an adult? Try to figure out what triggered it. Again, is it rejection? Is it abandonment? Is it fear? Is it insecurity? Feelings of inadequacy? Feeling that you never measured up? You were never worth it? People might have told you that you weren't worth anything. 
And you allowed that to just simmer within you to the point of where you just became angry. And then let be willing to let go of your rights. Surrender your anger to God. Confess that you have been harboring it and it's been wrong. Forgive the ones that you have that who have hurt you and release them into the hand of God so that they can receive the same forgiveness that God has granted to you, the same forgiveness that he grants to all of us. So what does scripture have to say about anger? I tell you, if you, when you read, especially in Proverbs, when you start reading what the word has to say about anger, it will make you really stop and ask yourself some of these questions that I mentioned a little earlier about how to analyze your anger. Do you fall into any of these passages that I am about to read to you? So what does scripture have to say? Proverbs 14 and 7 says that a quick-tempered person does foolish things. And these scriptures are coming from the NIV version. Proverbs 15 and 1 says that a gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Have you ever seen how sometimes you can make a statement, you can ask a question, and somebody responds to you in such of a a, a harsh way or in a sharp tone, and it just stirs you up and just causes you to be angry. And that's what this is saying. A gentle answer turns away rat. When you can respond to someone in a gentle tone versus responding to them in a harsh tone, it's going to turn, it diffuses what might already be a hot, volatile situation. Proverbs 27, 4 says that anger is cruel and fury overwhelming. But who can stand before jealousy? Proverbs 29 and 22. An angry person stirs up conflict and a hot tempered person commits many sins. I'm sure many of us have seen how and there have been major conflicts started just because someone was angry. We've seen so much of that over the years and these past few years with, with the uh, incidents of happening, you know, like the George Floyd situation and all the following other situations, like all because somebody was angry, lives have been lost all because of somebody has been angry, angry, an angry person can stir up conflict. And a hot-tempered person commits many sins. Think about all the road rage that is going on, that's been going on, that's going on even right now. How people have lost their lives because of road, road rage. Because someone said something or did something that caused them to become so angry. That they did something that was probably totally out of their character. But at that moment, anger controlled them instead of them controlling it. Proverbs 22 and 24 says that do not make friends with a hot-tempered person. Do not associate with one easily angered, or you may learn their ways and get yourself ensnared. And it is so easy to do that. I don't know if you've ever paid attention to yourself when you've been around somebody that you know was angry, and there was just this angry spirit around them, just an angry environment. And before you know it, you might have been calm as the water in the sea could have been just as calm as possible. But all of a sudden, because you've been around this person for a little while, you start to take on the same characteristics and you start acting and behaving in the same way. And you don't even understand why, 
You have to really ask yourself, why am I so upset? Why am I angry? But what has happened to you, you have become ensnared because you have hung around a hot-tempered person. And that's why the, the Proverbs tells us, do not associate with yourself with somebody that's so easily ang- angered. You need to separate yourself from that kind of a person, lest you will be caught up right in the middle of it. Ephesians 4 and 26 says that in your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. How many times have we gone to bed mad? How many times have we gone to bed angry and upset and really did not have a restful night at the end of the day when we, as we're talking about this, you really could not rest because you were so upset. You probably kept waking up through the night thinking about how you had been wrong, what that person did to you, what that person said to you, you couldn't even get it out of your head. And that's why God said we have to give it to him. So because he wants us to rest, he does not want us to hold on. It says in your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on it. Deal with it. Deal with it before it gets and before it lasts and before it goes on and on. Deal with the anger. Unhealthy anger is just not good for you. It does not just remain in your mind and your emotions. When anger is not dealt with properly, it can come out physically, and it usually does, and affect your health in ways that you never even dreamed of. A lot of the illnesses, a lot of the diseases that people carry today is as a result that they have harbored anger for so long. It's not just headaches. It doesn't just cause headaches. It causes other illnesses that many people never, ever associate with the fact that they have held on to anger in their lives. It's important. Let it go. So my encouragement to anyone who is harboring anger is to do what Paul says in Ephesians 4, 31 through verses 31 through 32. Paul tells us to get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger. He says, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other. And I pray that you've been blessed by today's message on anger issues. If this message has resonated with you, go to God in prayer and surrender this debilitating issue of anger to him so that you can begin to enjoy a peace-filled and joyful, abundant life that he has promised us and he's told us that we could have that. Don't let anger keep you from having that type of life. Don't let anger rob you of your peace. So I want to thank you again for tuning in to the Keep Going podcast today. And my prayer is that you will share this message with someone who might need to be encouraged to get rid of the anger. Life is short. Let's enjoy it. And just just shake off. Shake off that anger. It's not even worth it. The person that you probably angry angry with or about They probably don't even know your anger. They've gone on with their lives. Go on with yours. So keep going. That's my encouragement. Keep going because guess what? Life does go on. I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Keep Going podcast. I trust you have been encouraged, inspired, and transformed today. I'm Judy Burpick, and I'm your Keep Going coach. Make sure you visit me at keepgoingcoach.com and remember to always keep going.